Performing Money versus Energy. This is the Liberation Station radio show, September 18th, 2018. I am your host, Chris Steiner, and tonight we have joining us Wayne Walton, about which that song was performed. Uh, he was the founder, Wayne Walton is the founder of Mountain Hours and uh, is a very studious expert on community currencies. Wayne, are you there? Yo, yo, I'm here, Chris. 
Good deal. I'm, I'm hearing a little bit of a background noise in my headphones. Uh, does anybody else pick that up? Uh, I don't. It's probably my end. Sorry about that. <laughs> yes, it's my fault. All right, Wayne. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I, I was uh, posting some promotions on Facebook, uh, you know, titling what needs to happen today, where humanity's at right today, is that right now, the cyclical season, you know what I mean? There's there's seasons that are yeah made uh, of the creation. You know what I mean? You have seasons. And these seasons all break down into cycles of seven because you have a seven-day week. You have uh, a seven feast. There's uh, seven uh, colors in the rainbow. Uh, Roy G. Biv, right? There's, uh, you know, in music, it's uh, A through G. This cycle of seven thing is all about debt forgiveness. And uh, I posted this as a, a debt forgiveness pep rally. Because simply if, if we believe, if we simply made the choice, that just a simple, nonviolent, uh, no hate, no anger, no slavery, no condemnation, no blame other than ourselves for being so uh, punked. You know, we've just been punked by these uh, Illuminati deceivers, you know, the spell casting that they did on us. And if we simply decided that this fall, you know, Babylon promotes um, – you know, it promotes uh, in the fall. Like we grew up with the zeitgeist of, you know, the kids go back to school. You have um, uh, you have Halloween. You have Labor Day. You have the fall classic with baseball and football season starts. The, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. If we chose to believe every seven years at the seventh feast, uh, as it's commanded in the Bible, to forgive all debt. And this is a law that is supreme to the Constitution. So we can forgive debts, and we can just decide that we're not going to pay anymore. We're not going to be slaves. So that's uh, that's what's going on tonight, a pep rally. Great. Now I'm pepped up by you and feel blessed and pepped up by you and educating me on so many of these aspects of currency and how we can forgive our own debts without condemning others for ourselves having been deceived through the use of the pretty printed pieces of paper known as Federal Reserve notes and the currency credit system, the privately owned Federal Reserve. Yeah, and, that's uh, the thing. You know, but like, basically like what you... it comes down to, the deception is borne out that there isn't enough currency and credit in circulation. Folks don't have enough currency or credit, right? Yeah, it's just, it's, all of that is just a, a tyranny over our minds just to, to be in a, a mindset of scarcity. Our creator has created massive abundance. It's just being stolen from us. And uh, the, the dominant in the mainstream media is just dilute. You know, uh, we have inundation of bad news. And uh, Yah is giving us, hey, over here, there's, why don't you like just read this here in Deuteronomy 15 where it says, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to read it. Uh, so that, you know, it's, it's in Matthew, it's in the New Testament as well. Forgive us our debts. It's right in the Lord's Prayer. And I just don't understand how three billion alleged Christians, which is half the population of the earth, basically, that it's a commandment. It's in the Lord's prayer to forgive debt. Alternatively, they focus on Christmas and, and Easter and a whole bunch of stuff that isn't in the Bible. But the, the, the command, the very command within the Lord's prayer, how should we pray? Pray like this, forgive debt. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like totally lost. And if you bring it up in a church, they want to throw you off a cliff. 
And you've tried, right? You've gone through various churches and uh, you've tried to approach them with this. Uh, oh, like reasoning. Remind like, them, reminding them of the uh, prohibitions against usury in the Bible, right? Precisely. I, I you know, I'm just, uh, I'm a new believer myself. And I just, uh, uh, I was agnostic 90% of my life because I, you know, just because of all of these contradictions and uh, I wanted to be a Marine growing up and, and it was all about warfare. And I didn't, you know, I didn't want anything uh, taming my left. You know what I mean? So for, for, you know, all of the seven deadly sins and hedonism and all that. So I didn't want anything to tamper that down because I was, you know, just want to live, you know what I mean? And, and I didn't see anything that was compelling to say otherwise. So anyway, the point is, is I, I, you know, in Breckenridge, I'm promoting Mountain Hours, the local usury-free currency, and we've got like 100 businesses, and I promote it non-secularly. I, the way I would sell it is I'd walk into a business. Uh, I didn't know anybody at all, like really when I started it, and, and uh, I'd walk in, and the business say, say, we're trying to save the world, and we need your help. And uh, they would inevitably, almost always, uh, you know, sometimes it would be the owner and sometimes it wouldn't. They would bring up some particular cause. They automatically think that I'm talking about their cause, which maybe for them is global warming. Uh, it's in Breckenridge and it's lefty and all that. And um, or it's, uh, you know, just you're, you're, you're in nature and it's a lot of people that live uh, live deeply in nature and forced heavy, heavy seasons. It snows like crazy up there. It's four ski resorts in Breckenridge. And um, so anyway, uh, there's also a local tribe of a bunch of broke ski bums, and they're just trying to make it, and they're trying different businesses. And, uh, you know, I mean, they, there's people with master's degrees that are waiting tables because they want to be on the mountain going as fast as they can through the trees on a snowboard, you know what I mean? Because you, you have no restraint. Yeah. So you have these adventurous sort of people and people were very willing to uh, take a chance on it because they didn't know me and they didn't know a local, you know, they've heard about local currencies. So they would join for free and they would issue 200 hours, which is equivalent to 200 bucks. And these businesses joined and it was awesome, but n no Christians joined. And I was like, man, it says right on the currency that it's usury free. And I'm positive it says in the Bible uh, you know, Jesus whips the money lenders and it condemns usury as a mortal sin. And nobody, no Christians were interested at all. So I'm like, well, if they ain't come to me, I'm going to go to them. I'm trying to, like, what are they focusing on? You know, they're having the bank bailouts were going on uh, a couple years prior. It's like, how come you guys aren't as pissed off at the bankers as I am, right? <laughs> and um, so yeah. you go into church and, and they talk about anything other. And when I would, I would, I got, I got kicked out of five different churches. Or silence or censor. And if you if you ever want to talk about a safe space, the right is always condemning the lefties for being snowflakes and uh, uh, needing safe spaces. Well, th that's the, what the church is. The, the church is a safe space where you're not supposed to talk about get debt forgiveness or usury. And if you bring it up, they're going to try to throw you off a cliff in the exact same way the history repeats. And that's why the, the prophecy is true. Because what our history is our prophecy, and basically the same conditions on Earth exist today, including the, 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 the satanic control over Jerusalem by Herod the imposter. It, it, it exists today in the same way that it did 2,000 years ago, right? 
because yeah, it makes you uh, wonder, you know, were they given a script to follow or is it just a culture <laughs> that a cult, I guess, or is it just, uh, you know, the culture of um, not wanting to believe what your own scripture says, or is it just the spirit that causes them to be in, so influenced to behave this way? Yeah, I was actually debating this this week a little bit with a guy um, because I'm saying because he's a non-believer, he's agnostic. He's a member of We Are Change Tampa, in fact. Um, uh, Chris and I are both members of We Are Change Tampa. Uh, we didn't even post it on the, the group. Like, this is how uh, poorly organized we are right now, and we got to fix it. Oh, that. I'm sorry. I, anyway, I, I would have. I, I'm just uh, getting over it. No, no, I'm not hanging I'm on. Just, you, uh, I should have been I doing it <laughs> today, but I'm building pools. This, so the point is yeah. everybody get, gets caught up in their business and just trying to get by that we've been t- per- turned into these perpetual right. debt slaves and we just keep grinding along with it. And then uh, there's no solutions other than bad news. It's like, uh, you know, either cut taxes and cut services or raise taxes and cuts. You know what I mean? It's, it's always some sort of uh, belt tightening for the slaves and more abundance for the, uh, the synagogue of Satan money lenders. You know what I mean? And they're, right. they're bail out the banks, political puppets, bail out, you know. Bail out the banks, or increase utility rates, or um, you know, increase uh, ex- all the expenses are increasing. But isn't that um, you know, isn't that because uh, not because of inflation, but because of obvious signs of deflation? Yeah, yeah it's because of that is because of usury. Because you always, within a usury based system, it's a system of attrition, like musical chairs. Meaning there's uh, always more debt in circulation. There's more, sorry, there's more debt outlying than there is money in circulation in order to pay that. Therefore, there's always a scarcity, regardless of whether it's paper money or gold, silver, or a Bitcoin or whatever. It, it's irrelevant. As, as, as long as there's any usury, you can do with simple mathematics uh, of, you know, it's, you know, think of a mortgage. Principle P plus I is greater than p right unless i is zero right with a simple right. you know whatever level math that is fifth sixth seventh eighth, eighth whatever right if you have p principal plus interest that is by definition unless the interest is zero by definition it will always be greater than the circulation of the principal alone and because the bankers aren't trying to help us pay our debts you know what i mean like a by with a you know you have to have a high circulation money where it's changing hands and it isn't because people are gripping it and saving it because they're scared and everybody's scared of a dollar collapse or being broke or being homeless or you know you need money for everything it's the true god of babylon and you go into a church and they're they they just treat it like another uh, idol like pornography or something that you just have to that you can escape from through more discipline and you can't it, you can't escape from it at all within this system, and uh, it's yeah, essential for like people a drug. to recognize. Like yeah, a drug, yeah, something exactly. that, that, you, that think, we, you think you need, you feel dependency on, but it's actually destroying your life. Precisely, <laughs> it's an addiction. It is, it is the yeah. most uh, uh, diabolical and poisonous exi- uh, an addiction that exists on Earth, including all of them. Because it's the one, this, this central root cause evil is the evil that gives massive and unlimited funds to the, the worst people on earth. And it gives scarcity of money toward those people who uh, rebel from it the most, like the Palestinians, 
for instance, that are closest to the, uh, you know, the dark center of control in the, the Rothschild state of Israel, you know what I mean? And, and the sad thing is if Jews understand, they're in slavery too. Uh, so it's the house of Judah and the house of Jacob. Both of the houses are in slavery to this Babylonian system, but through uh, trauma-based mind control and fear and manipulation and idolatry, it's when you step outside of it, it's so easy to see, but you can't, until you shed all of your idolatry to the flag and the anthem to the pledge and the Constitution and, and all of that stuff, you just, and that's why, like, uh, it's almost like you have to become an anarchist. And you do for a little bit. You become an anarchist, and you just see that all of these governments are evil. But then you also turn around and you surrender to, to Yah's law because he created all of it. And, you know, the, the Big Bang doesn't even make sense scientifically because it's impossible for nothing to explode. So uh, there is intelligent design. Even the atheists are coming to the belief in intelligent design and that there's some sort of, uh, 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 they call it an artificial intelligence or a matrix um, that some of the biggest, scientists in the world, uh, physicists, and they're admitting all of the scientific, uh, like the golden mean, for instance, these things that would be impossible uh, to just be like, like imagine coming to a, a computer and just saying, oh, this just been, this was created uh, organically, that it just, uh, you know, through survival of the fittest and all this, this highly scripted and intellectualized and focused powerful uh, technology just manifested, right? They're seeing that this system, when you delve down into the deep, deepest components and its greatest components, that there's in, there's fingerprints of God all over it, but they yeah. don't want to admit it's God because they don't want to surrender to his, his, his morality. And his morality is strict sexually because our, our sex, drive is able to uh, you know all of our drives all of our lusts all of our passions and fears and and our darker aspects to the human psyche are able to be manipulated by these guys so that we become our own individual worst enemy and then they get us in in these groups with idolatry and hate and anger so that they can have clashes of civilizations and clashes of tribes and and just the architecture of chaos and destruction, you know, and, and that's, that's all they're doing. It's so easy to see if you can, you know, take a 30,000-foot view, like pull yourself back and just be a, a, an observer to what's going on. You have 7 billion death slaves that are confronted with about uh, 13 satanic uh, bank families, and we, keep, we, we have no solution to it, you know, and it's just, well, why don't we just stop paying them? Like, what? Like as a first step. <laughs> it's yeah, so you simple. do. You, you formulated, I think, uh, community currencies. That's, uh, you know, the most popular being Mountain Hours, and the, I, I think the community currencies in general the most dynamic. But then there are advantages to time banks and cooperatives and barter networks that are all these that would be. Uh, publicly accountable not privately owned not where say an owner gets a cut of every transaction or some benefits in, in another way of course uh, you know a coordinator should be compensated for their hard work but uh, you know if it's publicly account these systems are publicly accountable but you know if you don't if you can't 
touch it, if you don't own it, then it's not yours. And that's why community currencies uh, being tangible, I think, uh, is the primary um, reason I say that it's they're the most dynamic and of these uh, equitable commerce media. Now, backing up a little bit, you were saying that, uh, you know, the Federal Reserve, which is privately owned, a privately owned corporation, um, they issue the principal, but they never issue the interest for a loan. Uh, and that's according to uh, the Chicago Federal Reserve document called Modern Money Mechanics that says that whenever you sign a, a note, whether it's um, for a, a, a loan for a house or a education or a car. An IOU. Or it's, a simple, it's a simple IOU, and they're monetizing our commercial energy. So it's, it's just a... The, the, the reason why the whole loan occurs is because they're monetizing. We individually have the power to monetize paper, an IOU. So if you, if you break everything down into its simplest components, right, we can make a barter right now. And a barter is uh, one of uh, the mathematical – the mathematic representation of a barter is one uh, – uh, sorry, two – uh, one barter equals two IOUs. One barter equals two IOUs, right? So within that exchange, there's a loan being made, but there's uh, there's no nothing. It's just an agreement. So we could shake hands. We could do it over the phone. We can do one right now. Like, for instance, uh, uh, because you have me on your show, I'm I'm gonna I want to advertise and I want to make like a, a commercial that all edit the commercial. And I'll promote, you know, some uh, debt forgiveness related uh, uh, video or something. You know what I mean? Because my website is called jewjewdebtrevolt.com, right? So I want to drive traffic there. So if I set up a commercial, so is that a fair deal to you? Like all, uh, you know, in my appreciation, you you already uh, did your half of the barter, right? If we shook beforehand, Wayne, I'm going to have you on, but I'd like for you to you know, do a commercial. Like, okay, that's fair, right? So we both have a barter. I owe you uh, uh, some money toward your show, right? And you owe me uh, uh, some airtime where I do a 30-second you know, commercial, how 30 or 60-second long typically the commercials are, right? Um, so that's the barter, right? So we could shake on it. We could write it down. And when we write it down, we monetize our signature by saying, I owe you this part of my commercial energy. And that commercial energy for you, it's like you're not really doing anything. You're just supplying airtime, right? Um, you know, a right. couple phone calls. Like, So I, I basically send an email uh, with the bumper to the studio guy there. And, and now he has it. He uploads it. And they have like a schedule at that they abide by. Uh, we haven't had any commercials, have we? <laughs> um, no, this is so uh, currently commercial free. So uh, thanks for bringing that up, Wayne. If anyone would like to donate, <laughs> please. Uh, I forgot to mention the website is theliberationstation.com. That's T-H-E, liberationstation.com. So we can continue doing justice to justice because there is so much news and so much, uh, so many views and news that the mainstream media multinational corporate controlled media tends to lose, which proves that it's news that you can truly use. So that's why thanks for bringing well, that I mean, up. I mean, here's the case in point to, to, to verify 
and precisely give a second witness to where in all of the dominant media, right, and the alternative media like Alex Jones and Amy Goodman and, and all that, are they talking about complete and total debt forgiveness at the Feast of Debt uh, tent, which is the seventh feast? Uh, and as I was saying, if, if we had just grown up in a different culture, right, you know, like my, I have two sons and they're growing up in it. When I was growing up, like the, the, the cartoons that we watch is like Mighty Mouse and Ultraman. It's like totally different cartoons from what they're watching today, right? Well, bizarre if these we days. just—they're um, totally bizarre. Just, bizarre. Yeah, they're, they're bizarre. So, so anyway, like we find decent ones and and we monitor it. So at least it's you know hum, relatively human. So um, anyway, the point is is that the the culture that we live in, the zeitgeist, is every fall. You know, just list if if you if you had a, a thousand. Americans, whether they're on the left or the right, they would have a list of all of the things that, hey, what do you think of when you think of fall? And you, they would write all, it's football is back, the, the leaves change, all of this stuff. But if they were raised in a tribal society 3,500 years ago, right, they wouldn't know this tribal society, would, they wouldn't know anything about uh, the NFL, they wouldn't know anything about the fall classic. They wouldn't know about Halloween and the kids going back to school. They wouldn't know. They wouldn't. They're in touch with the season. They would just know, you know, the uh, planting. The year starts in the spring. It all starts, and you have harvest seasons, and you have feasts, and you have these big potlucks where everybody hangs out. And on the seventh year, everybody forgives debt. You know what I mean? Just imagine you lived in an Indian tribe or something or the Amish or something where it was local farmers just, you know, doing it self-sufficient, being being men, men being men in a tribal society, protecting it from outsiders, trying to steal their land and, you know, turn their daughters into uh, hoes and, and the men into hoes where they just sell their souls for Federal Reserve notes like I do myself. You know what I mean? I, I build above ground pools and I uh, we talk about it all the time, that how we, we know that we're making bricks for Pharaoh. We know that we're slavering away as cogs in this machine, but we just, seven billion of us won't go, hey, let's do debt forgiveness like it says right in the Lord's Prayer, exactly how we're commanded to do in the first place. Do you know what I mean? It's just so simple. It's such good news that people just go, well, that's impossible. How is it impossible? There's seven billion debt slaves. <laughs> I don't, I don't. Can you think of something easier to sell to seven billion people that are all in debt, working for uh, the bankers? It, at, at all of us, they're all we're all working for the bankers. Right. So why don't these various phases of Christianity prohibits usury, and uh, so does the Quran, referring to riba, R I B A, and and uh, yeah. the Old Testament, the Old Testament calls it nishak or snake bite is the metaphor for usury nishak is the hebrew word so yeah, why can't we just bite. That's, that's that's very unites. important point pardon me just, ahead, I'm just I'm point, pointing out uh, sorry for the delay but uh why can't we just unite about uh, on this one issue and you know if we we'd uh, have a problem with illegal immigrants then 
I'm all for screening for health reasons and security uh, screenings on, on um, criminality and whatnot. But but why can't we unite under the uh, cause of fighting usury? And there are, there are plenty of resources to admit as many immigrants as possible. Um, as you know, I think an unlimited amount, and um, you know, but if not for this Rothschild usury uh, system, and, and uh, why don't you tell us? Let's get into how these different systems. You know, folks are some folks are communists, some folks are pro-socialist, uh, some are anti-capitalist, which uh, I think they're a bit misguided because that means anti-personal property. They don't understand that. That's why I say they're misguided. But, they don't understand the definition of capitalism as the right to personal property, and a lot of them would not want to give up their right to person their own property. So, um, you know, but you, tell us about how usury is exploited under all these systems or employed. Um, well, it, it's just I always use the the idea. Think of um, how Great Britain had the the empire where the sun never sat. Right, it, it was so expansive, and it, but it's this little tiny country, and relative to the, the landmass that they controlled, and think of going into somewhere like India. You know what I mean? It's this, you know, foreign people. Uh, you, um, it's a different language, and and like, how do you go in and colonize the whole thing? How do you control all of these? When you're a teeny, 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 tiny, tiny minority of these masses of people, so the way they, Opi- they perfect opioids, <laughs> just oh, yeah. one opiates. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's that's a part of it. Alcohol's part of it. So yeah. the, the whole thing that they did to the American Indians, it's the same thing. Is they tell them what they they take a little bit and they keep lying to them and giving them treaties and giving them alcohol. It's chemical and biological and nuclear warfare. And this, this system has conquered the earth because the system that I'm describing uh, with debt forgiveness, that doesn't exist anywhere on the earth, right? This tribal right. system where the people are self-sufficient, you know, like that's not to say that there aren't some uh, First Nation people in the rainforests of South America and, and that sort of thing that haven't been uh, put on the yoke, you know what I mean, this yoke of this global system. Uh, and they basically conquered the left half of the globe the, or the, you know, the East with communism, which was the, the Hegelian dialect to uh, uh, capitalism, which is just usury, usury that they're condemning in the Bible as the, the mortal sin. All they did was instead of it being called usury, they changed the name to capitalism for one half of it. And then because people started uh, starving under capitalism and having their houses uh, foreclosed and their farms foreclosed, they knew that there's going to be people that were angry because of that. Then they start, uh, but they blame it on the Christians and they finance Christians to be uh, wicked. And, and that's the thing is, is this identity theft that happens with the Jews. They finance the, the worst, uh, the most violent and radical and uh, idolatrous, nationalistic aspects. And the, the, the tribal that want to obey the biblical judge system of judges of tens, fifties, hundreds, and thousands, like an organic tribal system, which is in uh, Exodus, that's the biblical government. 
that we're supposed to be uh, surrendering to in Romans 13. We're not supposed to be surrendering to the, uh, uh, the secular government. Sec- there's no such thing as secular. It's either the creator system or it's the devil system where he's trying to turn you into a debt slave either through communism or through capitalism or fascism or whatever ism you want to pick. They're just it's just usury by different names. It's it's the bankers ruling the, the elite money lenders, the ones that monopolize the money, the root of all evil, you know? So um it's them that finance all of these uh uh loyal opposition movements upon loyal opposition movements and the, you know there's things that you know we should be anti-war but they they create the 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 fake left that only marches when obama is uh, i'm sorry only when bush is in office only when a, a republican is office in office will they march in a peace rally and as soon as you know obama's in office it's all good you know what i mean they're no longer any peace rallies because they just pretend he's the uh, the peace yeah. prize laureate. It's all theater. The whole thing yeah. is theater. Yeah, it, 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 you know, Barack the Butcher, Trump the Tyrant, or the Bushes, all these ongoing wars of uh, the 9-11 wars of aggression and perpetual wars. And, and it seems like uh, when their guy does it, it becomes good. But, you know, there's a local talk show host. I'm not going to mention his name, but I just happened to call him up today. He used to be on 970 AM, which is mostly conservative and has been historically 970 WFLA. And, uh, you know, this is the McDill Air Force Base CENTCOM broadcast area. And uh, now he's on another radio station. So I call him up today and I asked him, well, you know, Israel just shot down a Russian jet with near near Syria, uh, killed 14 soldiers, and uh, I've kind of missed the days that you, this particular host, uh, you would talk about it. You talk, you you would be uh, anti-war, pro-peace, and he cut me off. He just ended the call. <laughs> so you know, it it just shows there's groupthink. There's a culture of uh, conflict, I guess. Uh, you know, they, they they don't crave peace, unfortunately. So that's uh, you know because of the groupthink, they feel like they're in a gang, and they find those of us who do genuinely crave peace and cooperation and common ground, and trying to see eye to eye, conversing with people civilly. All these c words <laughs> that we just. Um, are a threat to their gang, whether it's a Republican or the Democrat gang. They, they want us to choose a side, and we're not going to participate in something so obscene as, as these wars based on uh, lies, based on false flags, inside jobs, usually, um, and uh, deception. So, you know, because we can see through it. And uh, unfortunately, this particular host has a problem with his eyesight, which might give away his identity. But, um, you know, just to give him a good excuse as to why he's not well informed and he probably relies on information from other people. Um, and uh, dude, his... who is it? <laughs> he's a public personality. He should be challenged because of uh, he's he's that's a legitimate question. These are legitimate questions. And and. That's the whole point of uh, – I, I always tell people that the mark of the beast is thousands of years uh, old, and people always want to make it about something in the future. 
um, so that they don't they're, they're they're so cowardly that they're unwilling to acknowledge uh, how far uh, in the depth of control that we are because these examples of censorship and the Alex Jones deplatforming and other like uh, natural news and and there's a bunch of organic food uh, uh, websites that were, are being censored and anyway the point is is that the ability of the synagogue of Satan uh, that you know they, they put it they call it you know cultural Marxism or whatever but that's not what it is it's just the left wing of the synagogue of Satan uh, uh, flexing its muscle, but it also flexes its muscle, muscle within the churches, because you can't criticize uh, Israel in the churches either. Uh, uh, you can't talk about usury. You can't talk about debt forgiveness. Uh, you'll get kicked out. You'll be asked to stop talking about it. Um, they want to throw you off a cliff because they want to pretend that they're holy, and uh, they're just masquerading their cowardice in the name of virtue. And that's what you see all over the place. There's just masquerading cowardice um, and calling it virtue. And it's, they're, they're pretending they're virtuous. I'm, you know, I'm an Austrian economics guy. I'm a, you know, I'm a whatever. Like I'm an I'm a Antifa guy or whatever. And what we have to do is really internalize and, and recognize how all of us have been deceived in Babylon, and are, uh, through this trauma-based mind control, we have developed all of these layers of idolatry. Uh, we're, we're so embarrassed of ourselves and our own activities and our own sin, because I had abortions and divorces and, uh, uh, you know, just nonstop hedonism and cheating and all that stuff. Like, I, you know, there's nothing, no evil that I didn't participate in. And once you recognize that and you really want you, there's something in the world that offends you like false flags. That's what got it for me is nine 11 is like, man, you gotta, you can't let these guys do it. And now it's my kids. I, I don't want my kids to be slaves. You know what I mean? That's as simple yeah. as it. Like I, I, uh, if I live as a slave, I will be teaching. I'm already doing it just by leaving to go to work every day to work and, and make bricks for Pharaoh. Uh, because that's the real purpose of the system. It's not to, they're just shuffling paperwork around. And, you know, obviously things need to be built in houses, and that's all important. However, the greatest amount of our productivity is being uh, utilized and, and harnessed. Our commercial energy is being used like a judo move to enslave us uh, with all of these elaborate uh, puppet shows and, and Trumpism and and. All of all of the theater surrounding Trump and all of the elections and all this stuff, and it's just uh, idiocracy. It's just uh, yeah. professional wrestling and nonsense. Uh, because if right. if we just said, "Hey, let's not vote. Let's just let's just just one time. Let's just forget the vote thing, and let's just do debt forgiveness." Like we just have pet rallies and we make songs and we make movies about debt forgiveness and. We get our kids to sing songs about debt forgiveness, and we that's all we do. And we hang out, and we get with our community and say, hey, let's just make our own money, man. You know, let's smoke some weed, and, and, and let's be tribal. Let's smoke the peace pipe. I don't hate you. You don't hate me. Like, let's just try to make a better, more natural life where we grow food that's grown in our communities and be – more tribal, more natural, like what human beings should be like, where we take care of each other, 
we're commanded to take care of each other, not to be dependent upon all of these layers of bureaucracy and, and corporate personhood masquerading as love and it's hate. You know what I mean? It's all, uh, it's all deception. This whole scheme of uh, Babylon, this Babylonian government pretending that it loves and, and wants to protect us from anything when in fact it's the very cause of our slavery. So you say smoke weed. Well, what does the Bible say about cannabis? Oh, yeah. I love this topic. I've written three books <laughs> on this. And uh, one is called The Cannabis of Exodus, uh, Cannabis of Exodus 30, and The Anointed One, right? The Anointed One. This, this anointing thing is extremely, extremely, I can't express how important it is, is like, and here, here's part of the lesson is like I, I became a Christian on cannabis. And so I can show you the scriptural aspects, and it's in Exodus 30. It gives the ing- ingredients for something called holy anointing oil, which is effectively 3023, uh, right? 3023, yeah. And uh, it, it gives these specific ingredients that I've actually made myself with others and lots of people, you know, using the specific instructions like a recipe. Where I don't well, more than to, more than more than just one weed, <laughs> more than just cannabis. You're saying? <laughs> oh yeah, because there's myrrh in it, and there's olive oil in it, and two types of cinnamon, and you just mix it up, and the, the cinnamon opens up your pores, so that the cannabis oil can uh, topically be effective. And this anointing is what happened to David before he defeated Goliath. Right? Oh, David you fixed his medications, did he? <laughs> right like this is no like minor matter it's like it you know i wasn't raised in the bible i didn't i i hated people that smoked pot when i was growing up because i wanted to be a marine i thought that uh it was these lazy and, and cowardly commies that lost vietnam because they weren't committed to uh you know world war ii level uh uh world war ii level uh destruction and full war you know what i mean where you cut off the supply line but they weren't willing to cut off the supply lines because why because it was uh western bankers that were financing the whole cold war right so i didn't know any of that stuff i have a degree in history and you don't they don't teach this stuff right so the point is 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 that i i you know i was a ronald reagan republican with the the you know i, I still have it the uh you know, the high and tight haircut, I want, you know, I became a Marine. Like, I wanted to go die for all of the idolatry and the glory and all the nonsense. And when y- you realize how far you were deceived, it's, you just feel so foolish. So now what I try to do is I try to act like a life coach uh, for my younger self. So I can see people and their level of idolatry you know, with all of the, the USA, USA nonsense. And it's just, it's, uh, it's a mental disorder. It's Stockholm syndrome. It is battered wife syndrome. It's post-traumatic stress disorder. And I want to uh, reach out to uh, police and military that uh, they're coming to grips that they're serving a satanic system. And that is the root cause evil as to why they're uh, killing themselves at the rate of one every hour. The root cause evil is this captivity, the Babylonian captivity, and no people will not describe it within the, 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 the prophetic terms of the Bible. History is repeating yourself, and if you have the anointed eyes, the anointed eyes to see through all of this elaborate 
Babylonian confusion, you see it for what it is. You, you have people that were born to be tribal, living in tribal communities, which are self-sufficient, like the tribes of Israel, where they were dependent upon the feast. They are an agrarian society where you grow organically, naturally, you're self-sufficient. And if people come in trying to take your land, you fight them like fire ants or wasps. You know what I mean? But, but us, anybody can come in with a chunk of money to Hawaii and they can just take like Mark Zuckerberg and take as many chunks as he wants and everything's for sale and everything's for sale. And because we're so impoverished for hope, we sell cheap. And that, you know, think of how much, like, all of the depraved things that people do on those shows, like Fear Factor, where for fame and, and uh, you know, the stupid human tricks, they'll do all of these depraved things because we're just so decadent. You know what I mean? We're so uh, enslaved. And people don't even, like, at, when I was watching that show, I, I wasn't awake to it. You know, I, I thought it was neat and like, man, I... You know, I swallow roaches for ten grand. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll do it just because everyone else is doing it. The Tide Pods challenge or all these other weird challenges just to show off. I mean, no, I, I love hot food. I thought, well, gee, I could, I could easily win a hot pepper eating contest that they have here locally at the local. Uh, I like it hot festival. But then I found out that you're not allowed to chew, and I thought that'll destroy my Digestive, you know, I do, well, I'll be clogged up for days if I did that, so I'm not going to compete in that, even though I'm sure I could win. I mean, I love hot foods, but, uh, you know, you got to take care of yourself. you you got to think about, you know, nurturing yourself as you do others, caring about yourself like you would your, your brothers and your sisters. And, and uh, you know, you mentioned all these conflicts and, and the... Uh, and when it comes to debt, we need to borrow from the Federal Reserve. Uh, we need to you know, have, ask Congress to sign the IOU to the Federal Reserve in order to issue the, the credit to, uh, to the government, the federal government, in order to carry out these actions to fund them. And, uh, you know, there's also there's a, a host on that same station um, that I was mentioning earlier. Well, I'll, I'll just mention the... the uh, the direct, I think he's a program director, uh, Rob Lori of WMNF. He often says that, well, to carry out these wars, the Congress has to go into debt. And how about we just not do that? Well, you know, I bring up the solution to the host, uh, the unnamed host I was mentioning earlier. And one day I, I will post the uh, the clips of, of this and other calls to other shows because I, I keep all these recordings. I just haven't had the time. Uh, you know, to, to showcase some of these you know calls I've made over the years. Uh, but anyhow, um, I called this the same host I just mentioned a little while, or I didn't mention a little while ago, that is. And, uh, you know, about a week or two ago, I brought up that we go into debt to go to these wars. And in federal law, Title 12 of the U.S. Code, Section 411, says that Federal Reserve notes are obligations of the United States to the Federal Reserve. And I point out, well, how about we just repeal that one tiny little law? It's a tiny little paragraph. If you read Title 12, Section 411 of the U.S. Code, 
And uh, if we just repealed that, well, then uh, that would solve a whole lot of problems, including this going into debt for wars or other illegitimate, everything that for which the, the gov federal government or anybody borrows from the Federal Reserve. Um, you know, every dollar that's issued from the very first dollar is is a debt to the Federal Reserve. Yeah, borrow, so, uh, borrower is servant to the moneylender. So mm -hmm. And, and so this, this, unnamed, is this unnamed host just said, well, he, he dropped my call, he ended the call, and he said, let's see what others think. And, you know, there's the group think mentality again. He doesn't want to promote a solution on his own. He wants to hear from what others think. So there you go. <laughs> that's the that's the joiner mentality. Yeah, yeah. And, and on the topic, um, I'm pulling up the um, the debt forgiveness law, like just to, to, to read it as a commandment, it's actually a command that uh, the various feasts, so there's seven feasts, and three of the feasts, are the, all the men, all the tribe is supposed to show up. And, and that means, like, this is something that could work anywhere on the planet, even if you have, don't have gold and silver in whatever uh, area you live on the planet. Like Hawaii doesn't have gold and silver, as an example. So the point is, it's like an owner's manual for a planned revolution. And or, like, think of uh, Passover as the first feast, and that uh, deals with Exodus. And Exodus, at its core, deals with the concept of removal of consent. And that's what anarchists would recognize, like, you know, I don't, I never agreed to be governed by any of you guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to be a member of the Constitution thing. I, I see that as just a, it's just a treaty by the white, you know, the, the colonists that they did it to the, the American Indians and the Eastern Indians. It's just a, it's just a spelling, you know, it's spell casting. It's a tool for deception. And the antidote to it is this, uh, starting in Deuteronomy 15.1. And it says, at the end of every seven years, you shall grant a remission of debt. Every creditor shall cancel any loan. Right? The next verse, uh, uh, the Lord's time for canceling debts has been proclaimed. You must cancel any debt. So it goes on, like, you can read all of these repeated instances and, and the history where they actually implemented it in Nehemiah 5, where they, it gives the recounted history where they actually did do this and how they identified usury as the cause of the reason why they went into debt in the first place. Um, so this was a righteous Jew named Nehemiah from the house of Judah. So we, I've got love for Jews. So I've got a website called Jew Debt Revolt. Right. It's just that their identity has been stolen um, by the synagogue of Satan. So, so you have fake Jews impersonating the authentic Jews like Nehemiah. And the way you can tell the good from the bad is you judge them by their fruit, as Jesus commands. And it's, uh, you know, he commands in the Lord, Lord's Prayer, uh, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I got cut off for a sec. Well, part, part me, Wayne. Um, we're coming to the end of the hour. This is Liberation Station Radio Show. We'll be right back with Wayne Walton. The website is theliberationstation.com. We'll be right back.
Oh, dear. Okay. Vaughn, uh, you're... Do you have your second guess? Am I getting off? Station radio show at theliberationstation.com. We'll be right back. September 18th, 2018 edition of the Liberation Station radio show with Chris Steiner, your host. That's me at theliberationstation.com. That's T-H-E liberationstation.com. You can join us in the chat room on the webpage at the listen slash archives page. And if you have already joined us, joined us there, I'm sorry uh, to go um, look moment since I just remembered that I need to check the chat room just uh, trying to get over a little cold here if you can tell by my voice and but the show must go on so um, I'll keep an eye out fortunately no one's joined in the chat room added anything in the chat room yet so uh, again that's theliberationstation.com on the listen slash archives page in a little later we will be airing recordings of on the street interviews from last week's September 11th, 2018 show uh, at the vigil for 9-11 justice at Likes Gaslight Park in Tampa, Florida. These uh, on the street interviews were conducted by Kevin O'Neill, who's a local activist, citizen journalist, and a very active member of the Libertarian Party of Hillsborough County. So he conducted a few of these interviews of those who were there to hold a vigil for 9-11 justice and in remembrance of those fallen and fallen as a result of the 9-11 wars, the uh, self-inflicted wound, false flag, inside job, terrorism, committed by elements of our government, there is no doubt. We've covered all that before. You can find all the experts, the architects and engineers, the air traffic controllers, the former military brass even, 
firefighters, attorneys, celebrities, all these uh, overwhelming number of folks, including the experts aforementioned, who have reached the same conclusion. Again, that's at the links page at theliberationstation.com. You can find on the website for the show. And uh, joining us once again is uh, Wayne Walton. Um, we're getting back into talking about uh, Jubilee, debt forgiveness, uh, granting our own debt forgiveness through equitable commerce media like community currencies is what I primarily belong, believe in and, and uh, would like to uh, talk about how to restart a local community currency here. But um, Wayne, uh, if you could uh, tell us, uh, joining us back again here on the, the, the radio show, uh, what are your websites? Uh, Jew Debt Revolt is the primary that I use now. Uh, basically, uh, because it's basically 7 billion debt slaves that are just uh, not taking action. And largely it's due to cowardice because uh, we're, we're just afraid to grow. We're afraid to take this next step uh, because otherwise you can't explain it otherwise. Like it, you always, you know, whenever you'd watch those movies growing up when you'd see like a pharaoh and you'd have a pharaoh and he'd be up on some platform on a pyramid or like some big altar or something. And he'd have like uh, all these people down and they're like make building bricks and like carrying heavy stuff and rocks and breaking rocks and doing all that. And you see all of these, you know, thousands and thousands of people toiling away for the one guy. And I, I'd always look at it like, why don't they just stop and just all rush at the same time? <laughs> yeah. and they, they vastly yeah. outnumbered the number of, uh, you know, the police or military or whatever, the, the, the slave masters, if they would just all go for it at the same time. Because I, I always, you know, it's better to live on your feet free than, than on your knees as a slave. And that's the, the paradigm that we're living right now, uh, despite all of the rhetoric where people say, you know, they want freedom, you know, it's the liberty in the Bible is defined entirely different than libertarians or the liberty promoted by, uh, you know, uh, anarcho-capitalists or capitalists, you know what I mean? Uh, or the liberty on the left or the, that liberty just means in that freedom that they're talking about is free to do whatever you want, do what thou wilt. And uh, they just cage it in things like capitalism they, so they can sell it better. Uh, or Marxism or whatever, you know what I mean, uh, left, right, Democrat, progressive, whatever. It's all just labels, ultimately for varying degrees of rebellion to Yah. And if we just would have the courage to go on this hero's journey to grow and to, to challenge this, uh, this is really, it's like a dragon that has enslaved or like this uh, Leviathan that is uh, enslaved humanity. But we outnumber them seven billion to one. You know what I mean? It just it yeah. it's just defies logic why we continue to keep being duped and pre or, or even pretending that we're not duped. You know what I mean? Some people won't even admit that they're duped. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, because it, don't you also have um, start.ourmoney.net? That's uh, start.ourmoney.net. Says that's 
Uh, isn't that kind of a, a starter point for an instructional point, or is that uh, what would what can folks find there? That's a local there? current. The, I, to be honest with you, I haven't uh, I haven't used it in so long. I don't even know if it's active. Oh, it's up. Uh, I was just a, checking before I announced it, but uh, yeah, that's kind of oh, seems like just you. kind of a, a starter point for folks. Uh, you know, an introduction of a primer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like if, if you're on that website, you go there. So those, uh, it's a quote by uh, MLK that goes, those who love peace must organize as well as those who love war. And the people who love war have a money system. The people who love peace do not have a money system. We do not have a money system until we choose to, to create one locally, self-sufficiently, tribally, uh, uh, powerfully, you know? Like, just stop living like these, like, punk, stupid, servile, bootlicking, idolatrous cowards. And just all we got to do is issue our own money. We hire the police and the military. Their debt's laid. They get all their debt forgiven. They get a house for free. You know what I mean? It's a win-win-win for all the debt slaves. So how could how would that work uh, to hire the police and military? As it, would it be like the uh, Brixton pound or Bristol pound in the UK, where the you know once a, a community currency becomes popular enough, then you can approach the local government, city council, in our case, or county commission, and say, well, look, you're always crying for for money and raising taxes or raising utility rates, and so how about you just allow us here at the community currency to pay the public employees a certain percentage of which they opt in to pay to be paid in, for their salary or for their wages. And, um, you know, as an incentive bonus, we'll, we'll give them a bonus of, uh, you know, say they want 10% of their pay in the local community currency now that it's so popular and we'll give them another certain percentage or another say, say five or 10%. And yeah, you know, is, is that, uh, is that what you mean to pay the local employees to keep their loyalty local where it belongs? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just, usury is the root word to usurpation and usurpation occurs when the local self-sufficient society where they, you know, it's our land, like a tribal American in, this is our land. We live here. We, we farm here. Um, if you, you know, you can't just come in and just buy a plot of land because you have a bunch of magic pieces of paper or a magic computer that prints up the pieces, you know, the, the digital money or whatever, right? So people tribally recognize things that are more sacred than money, like their children, like the land, like uh, nature, like the animals, like the environment. And these things, we shouldn't just sell them for people that have a bunch of pieces of paper. Uh, so the rub is, is that um, the way we promoted Mountain Hours is that whoever got the business owner to, to join a new local independent uh, business. So let's say it's a flower shop. We had uh, uh, one flower shop. We actually videotaped. We had Bill Still, uh, the great Bill Still of the Money Masters and Secrets of Oz and the Creature oh, great from documentaries. Yeah, documentaries. Great documentaries, right? So um, the Money Masters. So anyway, th he's like probably the world's most renowned monetary reform guy that would be recognized on every continent on the planet. And we had him come and test Mountain Hours to, to see, like, okay, uh, we, we bartered it between Mile High Hours out of Denver, 
where he did a speaking engagement, and we paid him in mile high hours. He then traded those hours for mountain hours, and then uh, we took him on a tour of like seven or eight, nine businesses where he could uh, spend the money that he earned for his speaking engagement in Denver. Um, and we took him, and the first place we checked his oil at a, a, a car shop. We took him to get flowers. He just got married um, or engaged. I forget what it is. We gave him a uh, usury-free jubilee. Uh, uh, it's called the Winged Lion Award uh, from Tommy Kennedy. We, we put it on a plaque. And we paid all for all of these things with mountain hours. We, we uh, got snowshoes. We made a video of this that people could watch called uh, Bill Still Tests Mountain Hours. It's on YouTube for free. Bill Still Tests Mountain Hours. might be on Vimeo, too. Um, so anyway, uh, we, we took him there. We took him to another restaurant. Um, we took him to a grocery store. You know what I mean? So the point is, is if you can spend the money, it's money, right? So the, 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 in that same manner, if you have enough businesses that you could sustain uh, a life, meaning food, water, shelter, and, and the, the, the big monopolies come into play when you deal with transportation and you deal with uh uh, housing and communication, cell phones, and, and the petrodollar. So, the, you know, how do you pay for gas? So the way we paid for gas is there was a member of in, in the tribal community in Summit County, Colorado, uh, that they uh, were a biodiesel dealer. So that means they would go to the various different restaurants in a, a diesel fuel truck, and they would collect grease, and they would convert it to biodiesel, and they would sell it. Well, we made a video. They joined Mountain Hours, which means they issued 20 hours or $200, and they could spend it at these various businesses, and they would have to accept Mountain Hours, and they did, and we recorded a, a, a transaction where they paid for um, uh, biodiesel. Another individual had Mountain Hours, and they paid for uh, biodiesel to put in his Volkswagen Golf diesel, and he that dude was from uh, Omaha, Nebraska, so he had like a 10-hour drive, and he fueled up with biodiesel. He had like he put another can in, in the, his trunk because his tank wouldn't cover it. So anyway, we recorded all this, and all it is is a list of problems. You know what I mean? In the same way that these devils took over and they had a plan and they were focused and they just did it step by step, well, they had to lie and deceive and usurp and, and, and uh, cause all kinds of wars in order to do it. For us to do it, we just say, Hey, I love you, brother. You know, we're, we're all going to issue our own money, and I want, I'm want i going to take your money, you take my money. It's all good, and we don't have to be violent, and it's a love revolution, and it's all good. But we've got, we we got to be uh, honest with ourselves and, and realize that we're just punked and we're cowards and we're, we're just uh, so uh, blind, like deliberately blind to the level of tyranny that we live in. Because what I'm describing right now is in the Bible, and nobody even knows about it. Nobody. That's how deep the level of control is within the church, outside of the church. There's no discussion of debt forgiveness and anybody planning debt forgiveness anywhere that I'm aware of. You know? Then why yeah, not? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, well, it's debt slavery that we, under which we've been since 1913 for the past 105 years. Um, so, uh, you know, and also, um, there's the video online of, uh, Adam Kokesh taking your mountain hours that you, for, of which you're the founder, Wayne, uh, we have Wayne Moulton here, 
on the line with us. And I forgot to mention the call-in numbers. If anyone would like to join us, uh, we'll have you on here for about 10 more minutes, and then we'll go into the uh, interviews I mentioned. You can reach us here at 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000. Toll-free, 866 Pardon me, 866-826-1340. That's 866-826-1340. The website is theliberationstation.com, where you'll find the archive of this show and all the other shows. Uh, the show will be posted right afterwards on the um, listen slash archives page. And uh, so uh, I was mentioning Adam Kokesh, he took, there's a video of him taking the mountain hours and uh, using it in Ithaca, New York, and then uh, taking an Ithaca hour, Ithaca hours and spending them in, in Summit County, Colorado, where a mountain hours uh, originated. And uh, Ithaca being, Ithaca, New York, being uh, the local, or pardon me, the um, modern pioneer of uh, community currency, you know, that was founded in 91. So, um, you know, that even back then, uh, you know, you could tell that Paul Glover could tell that, uh, this is, um, the way out <laughs> from the, the debt-based system. But, um, you know, back in the great depression, um, weren't there thousands of community currencies? Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, when money is scarce, the, you know, it's not that money. If we knew what how to define money as just one barter equals two IOUs, the IOUs being gift certificates or coupons or daily deals or like a ticket for a game, a ticket for any sporting event or a concert or whatever, that's just an IOU. You pay money to get an IOU, a, a space on the airplane, right? The, these these IOUs that are issued by producers are valuable. The corruption occurs is when the IOUs are being issued by third-party interlopers or parasites, meaning the Federal Reserve or the World Bank or, for that matter, insurance. Insurance is just IOU. They're just bonds, right? Everything is based upon a bond. Well, the point that all of these devils do is they keep getting in between the, between the producer and their ability to monetize their own signature. Our ability to monetize our signature is is what makes the U.S. government, the Constitution, is just a piece of paper. If the people don't believe in it, it doesn't really matter much, right? So these are just various forms of idolatry and witchcraft in the form of, of, of uh, uh, putting definition, putting a power, of a godly power an, uh, over people to deceive them so that they serve uh, uh, a dead idol. Uh, these unliving things, but all of the human beings, because they're deceived, we put all of our energy and our faith and our value and our labor and our sacrifice for our children. Like, think of these ways, like how what we do for money, how we sacrifice, how we lie and we cheat, cheat and we hoard and we we're cut corners. Over, like, yeah, cut, cutting out corners. Our, yeah. Trying to trying to get by with defrauding folks because we feel like some folks feel like they have to. But uh, yeah, expediency, um, just being expedient, yeah. you know, that just everything is uh, everything is corrupted by this scarce money system. Yes, and it is scarce. And uh, getting back to deflation, which is the lack of currency and credit in common circulation. 
that's what we have now because you know as as you educated me that both inflation and deflation cause prices to rise yet folks think that oh my gosh prices are going up so that means that the supply of currency and credit in common circulation is increasing well you know size as you've told me um signs of inflation are a scarcity of of goods uh you know the the average person in contrast empty shelf empty yeah, shelf empty, empty empty store shelves right so um you know the it's just that uh, deflation causes the price I'm sorry for, full shelves for, i got that backward it's full shelf yeah full sh- in the case of deflation yeah yeah so you know and deflation makes it prices rise but just not as dramatically as inflation does now deflation the, which is the scarcity of currency and credit in common circulation makes prices rise more slowly because the currency is worth more. People want to keep it, and currency and credit is, is prized more. So, um, But the signs of inflation are scarcity of goods and empty store shelves because folks have lots of currency and credit. They're going to go buy up as much as they can before the prices rise again. And yet what we see is obviously signs of deflation with full store shelves and people not being able to afford basic necessities. So that's, uh, you know, another another sign of inflation or hyperinflation are, are uh, bills of greater and greater denominations. And yet we have the Federal Reserve in about the last year or so talking about eliminating uh, the $1,000 bill. So, um, yeah, we, we have definite signs of, of deflation. Um, you know, folks just can't, they're, they're throttling back uh, the, the supply of currency and credit. So what we have to do is grease the skids with community currencies being the primary, I think, the, the most dynamic, uh, equitable commerce media, and of course, usury free. So uh, that's the, the idea. A government cannot be trusted in a, with a, a utility as even... Uh, even the supply of currency and credit. That's why they handed it over to the Federal Reserve and they can't be trusted. It'd be like uh, hiring mercenaries to go recruit people off the streets or go draft people. Well, that's what's happening with our being uh, turned into debt slaves. So that's why we need to take back the, the people, our people power and and uh, whip the money changers, not with weapons, but by building economic, ecologic allies. And that's what the show is, is primarily about, because you can talk about how bad things are in the world, but folks just don't have the health, they don't have the, the wealth to get involved, to, to be interested, to, to uh, keep their attention focused on these types of things. So what we're talking about is so foundational. Uh, it's so important. And, um, and we just have a, about another minute or two here. I'm sorry, Wayne, that uh, we had this scripted, but we'll have you uh, scripted this um, these interviews coming up in a couple minutes of the 9-11 vigils last week on 9-11. But um, uh, we'll have you back for sure to talk uh, a lot more on, on the history and, and why it's so important to form our own economic alliances with uh, the community. You know, in, in finishing, uh, finishing up, you know, we're starving the beast, uh, preventing them from our precious creative potential um we're keeping the wealth local we're ensuring uh 
being able to afford premier goods, uh, quality heirloom quality goods, rather than slave wage made, uh, slave wage labor made goods and products and services, the destruction of our uh, economic and ecological health. So what else uh, should we expect from, um, and how can folks contact you? What, what, what can we expect to, uh, in our efforts to reboot uh, local community currency here? Uh, you know, it, it, the people won't care about the local currency until it has a real big end game that will affect them foundationally. And there's nothing easier to think of. It's a commandment. Uh, this time of the year, you know, the seventh feast, we're at the Feast of Tents right now. It's the seventh feast. feast. For a whole week, you're supposed to go camping with your kids. Uh, we're supposed to be nature and, and enjoying the natural world without being all stressed out and everything. My website is JewDebtRevolt.com, and it's got information in there which is unique, and it talks about the hero's journey. All of us need to go through a hero's journey where we recover our tribal spirit like Geronimo or uh, Sitting Bull, where we defend our people, our tribe, our communities, and we get self-sufficient, and we just stop uh, feeding the beast and feeding the slave system that uh, hates us that wants us uh, to be dumbed down and uh, hopeless as possible while they, you know, this is where, you know, it's the recreation of uh, the, the enslavement of the Israelites. We've got a pyramid on the dollar, the one world currency. Uh, we've got an Egyptian obelisk all over the planet in the, the city states and including in Jerusalem and their Supreme court built building. Uh, Jerusalem has an Egyptian pyramid in their Supreme Court building of Rothschild Israel, which is, uh, <laughs> we're under Babylonian and Egyptian captivity, just like the Bible promises in uh, its Deuteronomy 28. Uh, uh, and you'll find it there that these, these curses are promised, and if we just obey, we're going to have an exodus, and history is prof prophecy. Check out JewDebtRevolt.com. Thanks, Chris. Local activist, citizen journalist, and very active member of the Libertarian Party of Hillsborough County, Kevin O'Neill, was on last week's Liberation Station radio show in the second hour. Kevin, who operates TurnToLiberty.com, that's Turn, number two, Liberty.com, conducted these on-the-street video interviews on the day of last week's show, September 11th, 2018, at the vigil for 9-11 Justice at Likes Gaslight Park, Tampa, Florida, which videos will soon be edited and posted at his YouTube channel, Turn to Liberty. Again, that's Turn Number 2 Liberty on YouTube. So tonight, we got our good friend, Mr. Chris Steiner, from liberationstation.com. From there, you can get the live stream. Um, but more importantly, um, share, and, share and like, share and like, get it to your friends. And um, if you have to use Facebook, well, that's okay too. Uh, the detail with Liberation Station show is that it's live every Tuesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. So although the sun is still up, uh, we're going to be putting some excerpts of this on the show at that time where Chris is going to be dicing up the cherry parts. So keep that in mind, folks. Tuesdays, 8 to 10 p.m., and uh, it's also broadcast on radio towers in Florida. Uh, those radio stations are out of Clearwater. It's WTAN, 1340 AM. And on FM, 106.1. Out of Dade City, we got WDCF, 1350 AM. 
and out of Zephyr Hills, we got WZHR, 1400 AM, and also uh, 104.3. Be there. Get your education. Chris Steiner is an absolute expert on what the truth is. What you see on your network TV is not the truth, unless you're watching some kind of self-programming hey, material. So that might be the truth. All right, so we got some activists out here. Let's start with the lady down here. Me it is, huh? We'll let you come out here today. What's your connection with this disaster from December, December 11, 2001? Well, um, actually, I started trying to wake up people to 9-11 truth in 2005. Uh, I was with a group of people that went to Washington for the truth convergence. And I never imagined, since 2005, it's been 13 years, I never imagined that so few people would have realized. And I attribute it mostly, I think, to people not having any sort of habit of doing their own investigation. They think that the press is doing the investigation, but they don't realize the press is part of the problem and that they've been bought. So here we are 13 years later, and uh, I'm happy to say that people are accepting my offers of literature, some people, um, but it takes a curious mind. And uh, with all the events that have transpired since 9-11, 2001, uh, if you take a moment and look at it, you'll realize that much has been predicated on that one event. And that one event was never investigated as a crime. It was only investigated as a terror uh, attack, which meant that it never got a proper investigation. So one wonderful thing that's happening right now is that the lawyers uh, for 9-11 Truth have submitted paperwork in New York to convene a, a grand jury, an impartial grand jury and they need discovery and they need the true facts and um, we need to keep working on this problem because the decline in our living standards the decline in our society uh the terrible damage that we're causing in the middle east is all predicated on this one event I'm not giving it up ever. Now, I know a lot of folks, like we have uh, the Bobby McIntyre Act, Pathway, generally they killed on uh, September 1, September 11, 2001. His father, I guess, is activist, trying to push the legislation through. A lot of people have personal connections to that tragic day. Are you also going to be directly affected from that? No, well, we're all directly affected, but I don't have any relative or anyone like that that was lost. Um, this has spurred me like nothing else has uh, to, to, to try to, to be a good person, to be a good citizen, to try to fulfill my obligation. Um, it's very difficult to do in today's environment. It's a very polarized environment. Uh, it's very unfortunate that the alt media has decided to go along with the mainstream media on this one. And the only people doing any serious investigation are studiously ignored. And I want to give a shout out to Richie Gage and architects and engineers for all the work they've done, persistent, scientific, just going through it. And anyone who will take the time, just take the time. When I got a suspicion, it took me one hour. I got a suspicion in 2004. I just couldn't understand when the 9-11 report came out, how they absolved everybody and said it was like a, a failure of imagination, I thought, no, no. I sat down on the internet and within one hour I had my answer and I went into shock 
it took me a long time to recover from that shock. But of course, we've had lots of shocks since then. The false flags never end. Right. That's right. And uh, since 9-11, they've been doing it consistently. Like right, in that, right now, they're about to do another false flag gas attack in Syria. So they have the excuse to attack Assad. They've done it twice. The truth has been able to be revealed by more honest uh, reporters than our own. But right now, they're just cooking another one up, and it remains to be seen whether Trump and his uh, uh, close-knit group of generals that surround him. Trump, the truth. Uh, Trump knows the truth. Maybe he's forgotten it, or maybe he is in a circumstance where he does not feel that he's completely free. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Well, um, some people that are very interested, like I said, is Richard Gage, an architect and engineer. So that would be AE911truth.org. And right now, very timely, because it's happening right now at 9-11, is that the lawyers for 9-11 Truth have decided to submit this paperwork in New York. So that would be LC for 911org for more information. And now, Kevin O'Neill interviews a lady who wishes to remain anonymous. Says, I am the face of the truth. In Tampa, there's a lots of, I've had a lot of people stop and get inquiry about information. I've had several people walk up to me and say they didn't know a third tower had fallen, let alone that um, there's an investigation going on about the third tower being fallen. So minimally, we're educating the masses right now about um, some of the immediate uh, issues that are going on in America that, that the media is not covering. So um, we're out here doing our due diligence to do so. Uh, yeah, it's directly affecting my life. I'm third generation military. I'm proud. I am proud third generation military. And um, just as the towers fell and the, the human spirit as, of America was rising, um, as the human spirit of America was rising, it made me raise my hand, take an oath, and go serve overseas. And as I was serving overseas, it's just more and more questions arose. I kept following more and more and realized that. Um, there's a lot of about the perceived terrorist attack that, um, yeah, it's just very unsettling to me as, as within the veterans community itself. So I'm proud to be out here and I'm, you know, like, likewise, turn to liberty.com. And the one that's on my shirt is I am the face of truth.com power and numbers, strength and numbers. Well, my name is Claudio Marty. I'm from the uh, I Am The Face Of Truth campaign. I'm here with Trina, with a whole bunch of awesome advocates, 9-11 Truth advocates. And uh, we're out here doing our best to wake up the general public, at least the passer passerbys, and handing out flyers, uh, holding up signs. But you got to make the truth look popular. We have no choice. The lies are too popular. That's our job. We got we got to make the truth look popular. So it'd be cool. It's cool to know the truth. It is, cool it, is, it is, it is, well, we're living in an illusion. We're living in a real life movie and the, it's not, the, the script is not in our favor. And there's exploitation of humanity on every single scale. Uh, war is the norm. Peace is um, for the hippies. <laughs> Peace, what is that? 
Yeah, peace is, yeah, peace is what it's supposed to be like. I mean, it, number one, if you expose the cabal, there'll be peace on earth. We'll expose the, the media, of it's course. It's a cabal. It's a gang. It's like in Brooklyn, we used to fight gangs. They had all kinds of names. Brooklyn. Yeah, and they had the, you know, the members were from different, you know, from Queens and so on, but they, they consisted a gang of a gang. But there were some gangs that were pretty cool. <laughs> but so, there were some gangs that were really bad. Central New York accent. We're down here in Tampa, Florida. But um, which, uh, were you up there in 2001 by chance? I was there. I saw the both towers come down from the rooftop in Brooklyn. Wow. And uh, each one that came down, we says, oh, my God, they're blowing it up. I mean, at the top of our lungs. They're blowing it up. You know, we are, my background is construction. I do marketing. I've been doing marketing for the last 20 years. But my roots is, mar- is uh, uh, blue collar. And we know building construction. We know how robust buildings are. You need to, it's like what we were saying, like you needed 20 planes to knock those buildings down, maybe, or possibly they would be still, uh, still be standing today. They had to blow them up. But then you turn on the TV and then it, all that brainwashing, all of that common sense, all of that intellect goes right out the window because we have been indoctrinated to believe, you know, what, what comes out of that TV. And, and of course, politicians just follow their script and, 2011, I woke up. Moving sets, lids, lights, uh, yeah. beautiful reporters sitting on the TV telling us the end of the world has come. We must go to war. That's right. They do it with a smile and a TV commercial, and uh, and as and, and they entertain us, and uh, they they put little cute little 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 doggy uh, things in between to kind of fool you that they're really friendly. They're not. They want to exploit every man, woman, and child. I mean, the, the news media is nothing but a propaganda machine. It's a marketing campaign and, and, and working in unison with politicians. And they follow a certain script. And then, of course, you know, that's what you're presenting to the general public. And that's what the general public believes. You can't possibly believe there's so much evil in this world. It could possibly take over our government and the media. So it's hard to believe people like us. But it's people like us that are stepping up. And we're little by little waking one person up at a time. It's like what we say all the time. Once somebody knows the truth, the lies no longer have power over them. We need to make the truth popular. We have no choice. A lot of victims in there. Even the people who who signed up for military service willingly were basically lied to the week before they signed up for military uh, service. Yes, we... These are technically patriots, but they've been lied to. We have in our campaign, and I am the face of truth, we've got some military people that, that, you know, have suffered mentally because they knew that it was an inside job from the get-go because they were part of the intelligence apparatus. They kind of heard it through the grapevine that it was a setup. And they went to war anyway, and they wound up killing people. And they came back completely messed up, but they're advocates right now. And uh, these guys know firsthand that the corruption is real, uh, the evil took over, and it's people like us that need to take a stand. And you got to, you know, before, you know, before you can make something acceptable, you got to make it popular first. We got to work on making the truth popular. Wear a 9-11 t-shirt anytime, you know, as many you know, times or many occasions as you can. And uh, hand out a flyer here and there. You know, don't gla- don't 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 give a glass of water with a fire hose. I generally say, look up false flag, look up what a false flag is, then revisit 9/11. I've been saying that for the last year and a half. More people respond to that than any other thing that I've ever, you know, any other approach I've ever used to wake up somebody regarding 9/11. So, uh, people on radio won't be able to see your T-shirt, but is there any websites like put people on, learn a bit more about what your organization's doing and who you're trying to help out? Well, we're working with the 9-11 TAP. Of course, we, we, we promote the lawyers. Uh, without the lawyers, by the way. 
Yes, 911tap.org, LC, 911. Did I get it right? Yeah, I mean, it's LC4, 911.org. Yes, F-O-R, uh, 911.org. Uh, we support them. We promote them. And as a matter of fact, we're going to promote the living daylights out of them right after 9-11. Uh, we are a marketing campaign. you got to market the uh, truth just like they market lies. As We're doing what John Lennon was doing, remember? Sell peace. Yeah. You know, become the ad. Become the ad. You can do something by becoming an ad for, for peace and for 9-11 truth. And you expose 9-11, you expose everything. Um, you guys got some, some t-shirts. You going to get them on the website? Uh, unfortunately, we were targeted. Hey, what's up, man? Oh, sorry. We were targeted, and uh, so they went after our uh, merchant account, PayPal. And uh, so... Like trolls? It could be trolls. It could be, you know, the agencies. I mean, because we're a marketing campaign. The last thing they want us to do is market 9-11 truth, just like they market... So there's a contingency of powerful people that don't want people who... That is correct because if you, like I said, if, as soon as you wake somebody up, their lies, no matter how many billions of dollars they use to 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 to, to lie to a person to convince them that these lies are actually reality, you know, it, it's no it's no longer valid. It's no it doesn't work anymore because they're they know the truth, and and uh, but that's what we need to do. We need to sell the truth. We have no choice. So funny enough, we're in the city of Tampa with the Bank of America building in our background. You know, basically one of the designated Federal Reserve bankers. Ah, the Fed. <laughs> assist us people in con contracting business here on Main Street, USA. Which is ironic of many portions. And I'll swing over to the other side. We have a uh, city of Tampa. Town Hall, beautiful 1910 vintage kind of building that they just spent a million dollars cleaning up. Looks beautiful, guys. It's, it's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. And we do have a beautiful downtown. The county building's on the left. We got that at the foreclosure sale. There's a good buy, that copper-looking building, the pink one. The right, right, right. So, I mean, there's some smart stuff going on down here in Tampa. But for God's sakes, the last thing we want to do is see buildings collapse to the ground in a free fall. I mean, these are little 50-story 50, 50 buildings, which are still pretty big. But Twin Towers, I believe, were 110 stories, if I recall correctly. I, I need to, before I was I was a marketer, a, a businessman marketer. I was a, a, into construction, and uh, I was a contractor, licensed contractor in New York. And uh, once I saw World Trade Center 7, basically, that's what woke me up. And I said, asymmetrical, asymmetrical damage cannot cause symmetrical collapse. It's impossible. Only in cartoons. Right. Only in cartoons. And But this is supposed to be real life. We, but but the cabal created a cartoon. This is a Holly. 9/11 was a Hollywood production. And when you see you know that the, the uh, TSA and you're being frisked, that's part of the illusion to keep up the illusion, yeah. to keep you in fear. You know, and fear is a liar. Fear is a liar. That's why guys like us, we have no fear. Just, we're taking a stand. That's right, Tony. Appreciate time. Any final words you want to say to the folks? Uh, well, you know, look into uh, what we're doing. You know, at IamThePatientTruth.com. And we're a marketing campaign. Everybody can use themselves to, yes, to be an ad on social media and so on. And, uh, and, and, and we're supporting the entire truth movement. But it, we're also uniting the entire on, truth I movement. I have to replace my free Catalonia with I am the face of truth.com on my Facebook picture. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly free right. Catalonia. That's exactly right. They work, and we're uniting people from all over the world as we should. And now, Kevin O'Neill interviews a gentleman who wishes to remain anonymous. Sir, what brought you out here today? Why are you involved with 9-11 Truth? I'm trying to figure out how kerosene 
and melt steel. What do you mean kerosene? Because jet fuel is nothing but kerosene, okay? And you can add as much oxygen as you want to that, and it ain't going to melt steel. Now, I saw a Facebook video of some guy with overalls with some little shed melting steel with kerosene. Oh, no, I can't believe that. Yeah, I, I just can't believe it unless I see it, you know? All right, it's a little tongue-in-cheek here. We got for signage here. What's this? Seat, seat the Grand Jury. Uh, LC for 9-11 org. 9-11 Justice, Peace, Prosperity. Uh, privacy and Freedom. Isn't it amazing? Order for Truth, huh? Where you see somebody standing in line beside somebody. Strike up a conversation, you know. Have, have the have the gumption to say, "Hey, this is what, what's your opinion of this," and, and take it from there, and, and try to feed people as much solid truth as you can. It's really hard because you know we're bombarded all day long with this. Fire hose or teacup? How, how do you how do you give out the truth? Um, I, sometimes I spit it a little hard, like a fire hose. I have to say. So, <laughs> Yeah, I'm like a little bit. Tired. I try to sift the tea with them, but you know they they usually yeah. Some of them can't handle all the truth, you know yet. But it takes time to wake up. It really does to see what's going on around you. Well, appreciate you coming down. Oh, um, of course. Websites want to put people on. Or? Um, you know what, man? I'm right now. I've been taking a dead little bit of dead time from uh, social media. Try I do a few live streams here and there, but. I've been working a lot more lately. So hit the street, people. Oh, hit the street by far. Hit Talk the street, yes. Be active in your local communities because if you're not, nobody else is going to do it, you know? You got to you gotta take a stand Beautiful. for truth. Anonymous watching. thanks very much, sir. I'm Trina Maria, and I am one of the board members for the 9-11 Truth Action Project, 911tap.org. And we are out here today uh, representing the Lawyers Committee for 9-11 Inquiry. Beautiful. Lawyers, finally, getting active. Right. What's, um, so people on this uh, particular feed, this uh, radio uh, broadcast, might not actually understand what you do. So it's 2018, September 11th. A lot of people from California or moved to Florida from other parts of the country didn't even pay attention to buildings being knocked to the ground and us going to war, which we're still in war. But you are paying attention. Um, what? what what would your message be to these people who are transplants to the East Coast, never even been in New York, don't really feel a connection to the to the crime that took place up there? Um, the 9-11 Truth Action Project is a worldwide organization for grassroots. We have many people joining us from all over the country, including California, all the way from California to New York, Connecticut, <clears throat> Tennessee, Mississippi, um, Minnesota, we have people from all over the Chicago area, all over the area getting involved all over the country. And we have a couple of people that call in from Australia. We have a couple of people in Canada that call in with us. So we just want to welcome, we have a couple of guys from London that call in. So we just want to open this up to everyone. It's calling? Is it like uh, you guys organizing? You're trying to build a base or what's yes, the thing? Yes, yes. We're building a base. Definitely want to build a base, uh, building our network so that we can reach out and truth action groups all around the country in every city across the country and in other countries that are involved about this deception and I hope I hope people hear the call because even though it's been 17 years now we still aren't being led by the truth and wherever we're, we're going as a result of that is taking us in the wrong direction and I just hope people get the call 
that if you find out that there was a crime committed, the biggest one on our, in our, on our soil, I don't care if it's 50 years later, we should all still care about that. So in a sense, like a whistleblower theme, um, letting people know, or maybe basically letting the criminals know, maybe even the people in charge of uh, the courts, the policing know, the people are aware that this took place, a crime took place, we've communicated this crime took place, you, the officials, in quotes, have chosen to do nothing. We do have other remedies to, to act. So you're organizing. Right, right. And you're trying to build the, a network. Yeah, like. for the fourth branch of government to convene a grand jury into the end, into the event of 9-11. Okay, beautiful. And that's what's happening nowadays. That's you, what's happening now. There's two things here. It's like, yeah, a long-term plan. Yes. Get the people who seek the truth organized. Set yes. some, set some, some uh, uh, I guess, um, centers within metropolitan areas, probably set up some metropolitan area-based organization to organize everybody. And of course, we got the biggest crime in our lifetime, uh, December or September 11, 2001, in New York City. We're talking about that today, but there will be other crimes. There has been other crimes. There's, there's a long list of yes. crimes. But focusing on just this one, which, um, can you give us a little background on what's happening at the uh, Southern District of New York U.S. Court and what they got to deal with? Yes, there have they have filed a, a petition with the U.S. Attorney, Southern District in New York, with 57 exhibits attached, and we are wanting to convene a grand jury investigation. Beautiful. And how does that work? Most people have no clue what a grand jury is or this fourth branch of government. Well, I am if not. You know. Yeah, I'm not that. I'm not that up on that either, since I'm not a lawyer. Um, not really up on that myself. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. No problem. But, but there's, there's like a, if I understand correctly, there's like a three-tiered approach. We have the grand jury approach. Um, back over here on the table, we got the Bobby McElvain Act. It's one of those postcards over there, Claudia. Got his name straight this time. But there's a there's a family trying to push for legislation in U.S. Congress to get that bill to committee. Uh, in Congress, where a congressional committee could then investigate uh, 2001, uh, September 11, 2001. That's that. And then uh, over here, also be signs. We got Trump for Truth, an executive order for truth. And um, that is another option. We got this guy named Donald Trump, our president, who can you know snap his fingers, do an executive order, uh, fund the Department of Justice to do an investigation all the way back to 2001 because there's a high crime. Misdemeanor murder took place in our country. No one's gone to jail for it. And and nonstop wars. And nonstop wars. So there, there seems to be some connection between disaster on Main Street and nonstop wars. Yeah, and action the, reaction kind of. And the, the taxpayers are funding all of this activity for what? the wars and for the surveillance. The taxpayers. Their surveillance that were you know the NSA. Where is that surveillance? I know we're right next to the police station. Let's see, where are the cameras? There's got to be a camera. There it is. Oh, there it is. It's over there above the uh, white guy walking sign over there at the end of the uh, white triangle. Yeah. Um, yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. And not to mention the Patriot Act. Yeah. Can you believe they changed the name of this day to Patriots Day? Those SOBs. I, I looked at my calendar. I was so sick in my stomach. The only Patriots yeah. Day is Massachusetts, Hall Hallmark. Um, all right, so... I appreciate you organizing. We're, we're, we're uh, overlapping in a lot of different groups down here today. And it is, it is uh, a 98-degree Fahrenheit day in Florida, way beyond the two-shirt day, I'd say. Maybe it's a three-shirt day. And um, any closing 
comments you'd like to make for the folks to point up the websites or, or get them on uh, target? 911tap.org. We'd like to be an umbrella, if you would, a big tent. We'd like to start working with all of the groups out there that are concerned about 911 truth so that we can become much more organized and network with other groups so that we all begin working together and pulling our resources. Beautiful. 911tap.org, 911tap.org. And LC4FOR911.org for the Lawyers Committee. Awesome. We'll put people on it. Um, great, great job today. Thank Trina, you, Kevin. appreciate it very much. Thank you. You're welcome. But I do want to share with the public as best I can that I am a mechanical engineer. Um, I did, uh, I was actually in Connecticut the day of September 11, 2001, working in an office, had a pretty decent corporate job, probably one of the best ones I had in my life at the time. Recent MBA grad, uh, but I had a mechanical engineering undergrad. And what caught my attention to this disaster as it was going down was, was one, you know, these are two giant office buildings. There's basically 55,000 office workers in a building like the Twin Towers. So that was, that was a realization, absolutely disgusting realization, watching it happen. But the other thing was, it just dropped to the ground like, a, like in a flash of the eye. And there's just no way... Thank you for joining us. The website is theliberationstation.com. Please tune in again next week. All of you take great care. WTAN.